You're listening to the Two Man Weave Podcast with your hosts, Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. The Two Man Weave Show runs live every weekday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. How you feeling, Mr. Martin? Good, brother. I'm good. How you doing on this fine Wednesday, Mike? (laughs) I'm feeling good, my man. I'm feeling good. I'm pumped up. I'm decompressed. And I'm ready for the games to begin. Okay? I am ready for the games to begin. There's been enough talk. There's enough jibber-jabber. There's been enough this, enough that. I'm ready for that action, Kmart. Yeah, it's that time. Um, no more waiting. Um, 24 hours away. Um, we're going to see what it's going to be. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm cooling, man. I'm cooling. What, no how's, your, uh, how's your workouts Good. For the big three, how's the body feeling? How's the machine uh, coming along? Everything's going well, man. Um, me and Al went and played one-on-one yesterday. Um, going again today, um, a little later on, uh, after my daughter's eighth grade gr- um, graduation. Oh, that's um, nice. You know, so no, nah, but just um, it's coming along, man. Um, I got my workout clothes packed for the road. Uh, I'm getting ready to go on the road for the finals. Got my workout clothes in my bag, so... Hey, I'm ready to rock, man. Uh, so I'm getting in the shape I need to be in. I'm just getting used to um, playing basketball again. I can't wait. I can't wait for the big three. I can't wait for game one of the NBA Finals. Uh, as the people may or may not know, the Two Man Weave podcast is now available on iTunes. We are climbing up the charts, which is uh, its no surprise to me, Kenyon. You're a little bit more of my than I am, but I'm going to just keep it real. I'm not shocked we're climbing up the charts. <laughs> just a, a matter of time before uh, before we take over because this is a two-man weave. We keep it rough, rugged, and raw. Okay? Um, the NBA Finals are upon us. Uh, two-man weave and NBA on TuneIn will be rocking all throughout the finals. Um, where's your head at? Let me just start with the baseline, simplest of simple things, can you? Gun to your head, just a water gun, nothing violent. <laughs> Who is going to win this series? Tell me, the, just the, the, the simple, simple answer. Matter of fact, forget the series. Game one is in Oakland. It's an oracle. Who will win game one? Uh, who would win game one? They both coming off a decent layoffs, um, well rested. Um, Energy is going to be flowing, going to be, going to be a hyped environment. Uh, I say, I say the home team win games one. Um, I, I, I see Golden State win game one, and Cleveland bounce back um, in game two. I think. Um, All right, that's a bold prediction. I, I, I've made it very clear. Uh, that I am rooting for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Uh, I cannot sit through uh, uh, what I went through last year as, as a person who ter- obviously respects LeBron James, um, but I do not want his team to win. Now, you played in the NBA Finals, Kenyon. How, how old were you when the New Jersey Nets played in the Finals uh, back then? Um, my f- the first, I was 22, 23. Man. So before game one of the finals, do you remember where your head was at before before your first time playing in the NBA finals? You're a kid. You're 20, 22, 23 years old. Hey, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying I was 23, I believe, 23 or 24. Yeah, I, I was still young. I, yeah, I was still okay. young. Um, but now, for me, my head, man, I, I, I didn't get 
um, I don't believe I was nervous. Um, it was still basketball. I'm saying we were playing the Lakers. Um, they had Shaq and Kobe and those guys, but I wasn't nervous. Um, so we were battle tested throughout the um, the Eastern Conference playoffs. Um, we were pushed to a game five at the time, which was the last game of the series against Indiana. We had a mm-hmm. tough, um, I'm saying a f- few tough series that led up to the finals. So um, I thought I was ready. Um, we just ran up into a better team at the time with with a very, very dominant Shaquille O'Neal. Would they talk about the bigness of the finals and the nerves? You know, anytime there's like Super Bowls or championship games, you know, the preparation, you know, like the pregame and all like the 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 the, uh, the fireworks and do you feel the the, the 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 size of it? Just just in terms of like no, no. you being a participant of it, does it yeah, what, feel like a big? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what was amazing to me was when we came out for warm ups and we saw all the media that was on the court. Like that was like everybody was surrounding the court, on the court, doing their little interviews and all that. Like we had barely had warm, um, room to warm up. You know, so mm. I was like, oh, oh, this is a big deal. <laughs> you know, so you see all the media people, like everybody's f- from different countries. You hear different languages going on, this, that, and the third, man. So, so but That's the environment cool. is, is you know what I'm saying, there's nothing like it. Um, mm. uh, 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 I haven't been around the Super Bowl, stuff like that. Um, I heard that's um, festivities in itself. But the NBA Finals, uh, and it's only gotten bigger since I was in the Finals. You know, so just right. the media coverage and and the exposure that it's gotten over the years, um, it's only gotten bigger. But when I was there, it was it was still a lot of media people there. <clears throat> Obviously, this uh, finals, <clears throat> the storylines have been banged into the ground thus far. I mean, to be honest, I I I, I didn't even turn on the TV uh, and the sports radio today because you know there's been, in my opinion, two or three more days off than uh, the fan would like to. Obviously, the players love the rest, but I'm sure at this point they're antsy. Um, you know, you know, the, the, you know, the KD, the pressure on KD, you know, everybody's been sort of re, uh, recapping his journey to Golden State and then the LeBron James of it all. My first question for you, K-Mall, is, and I, and I know, you, I know there's, no, there's no easy answer to this. What, if you were the defensive coordinator for the Golden State Warriors. Kenny Morton is now the defensive coach, okay? I'm hiring you, okay? I'm, make, I'm making the hires now. Yeah. What do you tell your team? What do you tell this Golden State Warriors team with this personnel on, 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 on uh, rule, focus, primary thinking, number one, LeBron James? We're not going to stop him. We're not going to make him score seven points and have 11 turnovers, it's not going to happen. We, we have to keep him under control. Mr. Morton, you're the defensive coordinator of the Golden State Warriors. I'm just a humble player. I don't even get off the bench most times. Please take the floor. What should we do to stop LeBron James, Mr. Martin? Please tell me. Um, if I'm guarding LeBron in this series, if I'm, like you said, you're hiring me to be, to be the defensive coach. Yep. What, what I'm going to do is, for one, I'm going to make him shoot jump shots. I'm going to go under the pick and rolls. If they run pick and roll, I'm going to go under it, or I might switch it. It depends on the player. And I'm going to tell my guys on his penetration not to overreact. Because he can't have. When you say not overreact, what do you mean, like, specifically, like in layman's terms? Like, if he drives the ball, like, like like people panic. 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he has an open lane to the basket. So then you overcommit yourself to, to, to him. And then, so therefore you're left with, I'm saying you're playing three on four now. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you, so, so now he has his options on who he want to pass it to because you didn't overcommitted yourself. No, my thing is make him a playmaker. I'm saying make him score. I'm mm-hmm. he can't have. I'm saying he can't have 35, and then you got. Then he has 14 assists. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. like if he go have 35 on all jump shots, or you gonna. I'm saying, or you gonna reap the benefit. I'm saying you're or or he's going to torture him. And if you let him get downhill and you overreacting to his penetration, and then now he's finding those shooters, and now the ball is swinging, now you in scrambling position on defense, you know. So making him a jump shooter, um, um going under the screens, gapping him, um, giving him the space because he wants to get to the basket. Um, I'm thinking making him a jump shooter. You played against so many different players in their primes, in your prime. Have you ever seen anybody? right now, that you played against personally, be as on top of what they're doing as LeBron? I mean, you were with, you, you, you went against Kobe and, and Shaq, both dominant at the, at the time. I mean, Shaq, you know, you, I, I, I hate to make you say it again, you know, talk about that experience again yeah, and, like, nah. what he was like. But, but like, I mean, it's, and, and also these questions are, are crazy because it's like you're playing against the Los Angeles Lakers, not Shaquille O'Neal or Kobe Bryant. But have you ever seen somebody as, as sort of in the zone that you played against as, as LeBron James uh, is now? Uh, no, he's locked in, man. And not to take anything away from LeBron James. Like, he, his, he, like he's arguably going to be one of the greatest basketball players to ever lace him up. But it's like, to me, the competition level has diminished from when he first came in to now. Mm -hmm. And he was always that good, you know, so it just stands out even more now, you know. And then in the Eastern Conference playoffs, like, it's it's just like, okay, now I'm ready to show y'all what I've been doing, you know. You know, so for him to be locked in this way, like I said, I played against Shaq, and Shaq in the finals averaged 35 and – 16 or whatever it was against us. Jeez. And it was, yeah, no, great numbers, you know what I'm saying? Because he was he was that dominant, you know? So it was just one of those things where we, I'm so we tried our best and we just came up short, you know? So that was just one of them things. And I think uh, uh, LeBron is dialed in, in in a similar fashion, you know, because he, he realized what's at stake he's trying to add on to his legacy. And he's, he says it's not a rivalry, but it is, and he's trying to get the best of those guys. You know, he's trying, he don't want to go down and, in the uh, in the finals to those guys, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm saying once again, you know. So I think he's dialed in. I think he has his team dialed in, but it's going to be a tall task. If you were uh, at the park, all right, we're at the park. We're not even at the gym. We're playing pickup. Okay. The Golden State Warriors are there. Who would be the first pick on your team? Kenya Martin. <laughs> you're not playing. You're coaching. You're not playing. So so I don't want to say like how you fit into the system. Like, if you're saying you're coaching the players, who's the number one guy on Golden State? Like, you're saying, I'm picking out of these. Obviously, it's going to be one of the four guys. The big four, KD, Stephon Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. That They, they have a legitimate big four, four legitimate all-stars. I'm picking you're KD. Picking, you pick KD. Yes, that's not a question. Over, over Steph. It's not a question. <laughs> tell, tell me why. It's easy. 
It's easy. It's a no-brainer. Um, like KD, that good man. Like he, he like he's the truth. Like six eleven, mm. seven feet can score the ball at will, man. Long range defender. Um, competes at a high level. Um, you know, it's just he has a total package, man. Um, he's a great basketball player. So I'm picking KD. Um, it's not a thought of mine. How bad do you think? It will be I, this legacy question again. These are philosophical things, and I know you're. You, I know that you're about like you, you're not. You're not into the philosophics. You're into like what's tangible. Yeah. But all the craziness that brought Kevin Durant to the the Thunder um, to the the Warriors, all the backlash, all the cupcake, all the going to OKC, all the beef with Russell Westbrook. Now I'm getting ahead of myself here, but all that nuts. Assuming everybody stays healthy, okay, barring any injury, and, and, and that's one thing everybody wants. You don't want to see anybody go down because this really is what it's all about. Like you get the two best teams that have earned their way there despite the flaws in the league and despite the flaws in the East and da la la. Everybody is as healthy as you're going to be at this time. If Kevin Durant, after all the, all the, 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 the mania, since he became a Golden State Warrior, does not win this championship, how much of the blame is going to be on him, barring any injuries going forward? Blame? I don't know there will necessarily be blame, but but he's going to get criticized highly. You know, I don't know if blame is the right word. You know, I just think he's highly going to get criticized. I'm saying they didn't win it last year without him. You know, mm-hmm. so he went, so he, so so this team is supposed to be better. You know what I'm saying? Add him. And, they, and you go to a team that won 73 games. They came up short in the finals. Um, I think if they would have won it last year. Right. And then they don't win it again this year with him. You know, I think it would have been a lot more to it. But uh, but I think he's going to get highly criticized. You know, but it's just one of them situations where LeBron and them, they're locked in. Man. They're not playing against an inferior team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is the two-man weave. Uh, my name is Michael Rappaport. I'm here with Kenyon Martin, uh, former first round number one draft pick in the NBA. Okay, I, I don't know how many years the NBA has been going on, but that's a small club. That's not even a hundred. There's not even a hundred people in that club. I'm here with Jordan. Jordan Winter. We have uh, all kind. Of, we have all kind of technical issues. Kenyon, <laughs> all kinds of technical. Issues. You have no idea what it took to make this radio show work today. Uh, Jordan, well, the people appreciate it. Well, yes, we got, we got to do it. We're climbing up the charts as we speak. I think we just went down in the top 20 since the show started. Okay. It, it's like uh, it's like two man weave mania. Uh, 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 but I don't know how many years the NBA has been going on, but the fact that you were a first pick in the first round is fantastic. This is the show. We're going to come right back with more NBA, more NBA finals, more big three. We're going to try to uh, uh, use a shoestring to get some phone calls going. Okay, despite <laughs> the flaws. The fo- uh, Kenya, you have no idea the technical difficulty. It was like, it was like uh, the, the, the late 90s over here with the internet. Yeah. <laughs> like, you remember when the internet first it came out? Like, oh, yeah, that's what we were doing. We got dial-up situations, but we're rocking and rolling. Uh, Stay tuned with the two-man. We're going to talk all NBA, all finals. 
Game one starts tomorrow night at, I believe, 6 p.m. Eastern. I'm sorry, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, get your popcorn ready. Uh, it's been like a uh, we're waiting for the solar eclipse to get these games going. But it's on and popping tomorrow evening. Uh, Kenyon Martin is preparing uh, the body, the machine for the big three which will be uh, starting uh, June 26th on Fox Sports 1. Uh, if you're in New York City, Barclays in the tri-state area. Kenny, do you know who you're matching up against the first week of the big three? Oh, yeah. We got the yeah, – yeah, yeah, they getting us off started early, man. We're playing the killer threes. We're playing Stephen Jackson, Chauncey Billups, Larry oh, no. Hughes, Brian Cook, and Reggie Evans, day one. Now, now listen, I, I you know, I have to be biased, but you – I'm rooting for your team. I love all these dudes. Chauncey's my man. Jax is my man. Iverson. Every every team has a guy that I'm a fan of or a coach that I'm a fan of. But 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 look, don't tell anybody. I'm going to be rooting for your team. <laughs> to kick ass, can you? Yeah, I, I sure appreciate the love, brother. Because we're going to need it, man. It's going to be tough. It's going to be fun. But yeah, we're going to need. I need all the luck we're going to get, brother. All right. Well, we'll we'll be in my backyard. Okay. Okay, we'll be in Brooklyn, New York. Okay, I'm going to be hyped. How about after the game? Uh, I, I don't know when the game's are. Maybe you and me, uh, we could go get some sushi. I know a sushi spot. We could walk from Barclays to a sushi joint. Sound good to me, right brother. Now. You down? Sound good to me, brother, as long as we got oh. security. Oh, no. this is. I ain't taking you to some... No, I'm taking it some low-key Not low-key, but I'm saying you said we're going to walk down the block. You know what I'm saying? I just want to make sure we're going to get there in, in one piece. Yes. Listen, Kenya. <laughs> it is 2017. Yes. You are yes. Michael Rappaport. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, this is, this, is, this, is, this is my turf. This is my terrain. The people are going to spread. It's going to be like the, the, the parting of, uh, of the sea when you're in New York City. Don't worry. It, 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 it's all, it's all going to be an above-board place. But after the game, barring any any uh, any uh, obligations, we go we we go to sushi. Okay? Yes, I'll sir. take the whole I'll take the whole crew, your whole team, to sushi. Okay. Now, if these guys don't play well, Kenyon, the dinner is on me for you. But if these guys on your team don't show up and ball out in Brooklyn, they're paying themselves. Right now. <laughs> okay. All right. right now. That's what's up. Okay. But, but you you are my guy. We're in New York City. I will be happy to walk around the streets of New York with you. Already, yeah, that's my old stomping grounds, man. Much love in the city. We're on no, our way. Man, people are going to—they're going to be hyped to see you. <clears throat> but let's get, let's get back to the to the task at hand. I am uh, in parts unknown. We are the two man weave. They call us the confrontational two. I asked about ten minutes ago on the last segment um, about the exclusive club of first picks of the first round of the NBA draft. And uh, 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 we fact-checked it against all, all my better, better, uh, you know, uh, thinking because I do not like to fact-check. Seventy-one other people, seventy-one other people were first picks of the first round of the NBA draft. Now, this goes all the way back to the '40s. Some of these gentlemen may or may not be alive, may not be with us today, but that is an exclusive club. I'm talking yeah, to Kenny Martin, former first-round pick of the NBA draft. We're breaking down game one of the series. Now, last year, at this time, it was like the backlash that my guy Steph Curry w- w- was having 
uh, was crazy. Before the series started, like, you know, this year the, the storyline through the playoffs has been is the competition down um, and, and how great LeBron James is. Now, the, how great LeBron James is, is going to go until he retires. He, that's just going to be something that's discussed all the time. He's sick. He's ridiculous. He's unbelievable. I don't even have the vocabulary to come up with a word that hasn't been used to describe him. But last year this time, it was Steph Curry shouldn't have got the unanimous MVP. Why is he the only person to ever get the unanimous MVP? You know, he's been sort of flying under the radar with all the other storylines, all the other great players, great performances this year, the Russell Westbrooks, the James Hardens, the Kawhi Leonards the LeBrons, and even his own teammate, the Kevin Durant. How good has Steph Curry looked to you this playoff so far? Because still everything he's done, Kenyon, it's sort of like, it's almost taken for granted because it's like, oh, it's Steph being Steph. And there's just so many other things to talk about, or in my case, complain about. What have you seen from Steph so far? Well, he's been dialed in. Um, he's having 31 in the playoffs, shooting 55, 56% from the field. Um, hey, he's dialed in, man. He's showing people why he was unanimous last year. Um, he kind of um, took a back seat to let KD get acclimated to the system, this, that, and the third. Um, but, um, no, nah, he's locked in, man. Um, so uh, I'm looking for him to have an excellent finals, um, a great matchup with Kyrie. You know, so I'm looking forward to that matchup. You played against Steph. Uh, uh, um, what, 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 I mean, obviously, you don't guard him, you know, unless it's like a, a, a switch. What is Steph Curry uh, like when you're playing? Because, you know, everybody thinks he's so mild-mannered and so low-key. Obviously, no matter how, how – he looks like he's 17 years old and, and he's just, just finished puberty. The guy is so happy about that ragtag beard that he's finally been able to grow. Pushing 30, he's finally been able to grow a beard. What is Steph Curry like on the court? Is his disposition, is he Mr. Polite? Is he out there talking trash, if need be? Is he competitive? Is he truly a killer? Um, I haven't heard him say much. Uh, he let his play speak for itself, mostly. Um, just different antics um, the, throughout the game. If he's on fire and when he made the shot in Oklahoma City a couple years ago, um, mm. when he pulled up on the break. No, there's different stuff like that. His... His um his basketball savvy um is at an all time high at times. Um I hate to use swagger, you know, so I'm not mm-hmm. gonna use that. But his um the way he carries himself out on the court, um he he lets people know that he's one of the better players in the NBA and one of the best shooters of all time. You know, um he doesn't talk much, um that I've heard, but um it's been a few years now, maybe um but, um so maybe Draymond is raw um has worn off on him a little bit. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You were uh, quoted as saying uh, some. I, I don't. I, I think I, I don't know if you said it with me or you said it somewhere else. You're all over the place. You, 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 you're in demand. Uh, 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 I'm happy to have you here, uh, rocking with me. The two man weave again. The podcast is now available on iTunes. But there was a quote, and, and I'm probably going to misquote it about Draymond Green. That it, it, to, to chill him out, somebody needs to just uh, quote unquote smack the spit out of his mouth, uh, and and then he'll he'll calm down. I mean, you respect Draymond Green as a player, correct? Yes, yes, I do. Highly, the answer, highly though, respect. What, is that what you're talking about? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. All the other stuff, from the kicking the people and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? You can still be the same player he is, talk to people the way he does, play basketball as hard as he does, antagonize people the way that he does, but all the other stuff, you know what I'm saying? Um, like, like that stuff. Like if he was to do that to the wrong person and somebody, like I said, slapped spit from his mouth, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he probably wouldn't have did it again, you know what I'm saying, after the first time he did it. You know? Right. That would, that, but, would, that usually works. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that definitely that will usually, get your attention. That's yeah. That's but, usually a really good aspirin for somebody who likes to uh, uh, yeah, pop but, off. Yeah, but well, though, well, the NBA did it in a different way. I'm saying they slapped spit out his mouth in a different way. They suspended him for Game Five, and he possibly cost his team an NBA championship. You know, so it was just a different form of slapping the spit out his mouth mm. that the NBA did. <laughs> I agree. You know, they, the, the Cavaliers. Uh, were in so much trouble last year until the phantom uh, uh, groin kick. He didn't even he didn't even uh, make contact. And 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 my sources, Kenyon, I have sources too. Okay, deep 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 in the bowels of locker rooms and arenas around this 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 country. My sources have told me from day one that LeBron James didn't even know that Draymond attempted to kick him until after the game when he saw the videotape. Then of course. Uh, snitch, the, the, one of the great snitch snitcher moves of all time, uh, uh, alongside uh, Hannibal Buress, uh shutting down Bill Cosby's life and career forever. LeBron James made a little 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 uh, you know post game comment. Next thing you know, they suspended Draymond Green, and the rest is NBA Finals history. Hey, they earned it though. And Game Seven, everybody was on the court, everybody was banged up. Steph never looked like Steph. Uh, and LeBron, yo, he made the play of a century blocking that shot, um, and, uh, you know, they, they won the series. But uh, I, I definitely think that Draymond, I know, you know, now he's probably, you know, focused on other things, but I know that summer he had to have been second-guessing all that foolishness. And, you know, obviously he's chilled out with the technical fouls. I don't think he's in any position now unless he totally went Rooney uh, Bin style to, to get suspended, but it was looming last year, like with the kicking and the suspending and the text and all this stuff. Um, Tristan Thompson, Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, these are some of the guys that haven't been discussed as much as uh, 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 LeBron. Um, I really think that Tristan Thompson uh, is a legit person to consider Cleveland having a big four. He's Relentless on the the, the, the the offensive glass and the defensive glass. He he stays in his lane. He doesn't he doesn't have any plays called them. He doesn't seem like he even cares about scoring points. He's uh LeBron James is uh you know, just workhorse, um and he seems to be getting better and better. How much of an impact, uh, Kenyon does Tristan have <laughs> on the game, especially when Golden State likes to play their small ball yeah. Uh, 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 can can they even do that with Tristan Thompson on the on the court? Uh, I I had um I was talking to guys a few days ago, and I think Tristan doesn't play as much in this series. Um, mm. you, you I think you have to put Channing Fry and Kevin Love on the floor together. Why? To make Cleveland try to do something different. I mean, to make Golden State do something different defensively, like you got to make a decision. Um, you got LeBron out there. You got um, Channing Fry and Kevin Love. You know, Draymond can only guard one of them. So KD might can guard the other one, but he 
Uh, he, you gonna put him on Kevin Love? No. So so he spreads the floor, and then so who do you put on on Kevin Love? You know, I will put I will put um, I will put Kevin Durant on Shannon Fry. But then so then who do you put on Kevin Love? You know what I'm saying? So if you put mm. Kevin Love on, I mean, if you put Draymond on Kevin Love, then who do you put on LeBron James? Because Clay can't right. guard him. I hope you're right, Kenyon. I mean, because Channing Fry barely played against Boston. And if you look at it, I mean, between the two teams, seven of the ten best shooters, three-point shooters in the NBA, because to me, Channing Fry is a top ten three-point shooter. He, I mean, yeah, I, I actually miss. watched him play a lot this year he's highly underrated which is as a Knicks fan it really hurts my heart to see him be so good from deep and be so good in general I mean between Kyrie Kyle Korver Kevin Love Channing Fry for the Cavs Curry Durant Clay Thompson this series you have J.R. Smith out of that equation too yeah J.R. too I mean (laughs) where do you think he fits in if he gets high like J.R. will start like if, if JR hasn't been as aggressive as I've seen him in the past. I don't know what reason that is, but you know, I'm looking forward to JR being out there. Um, I think you put him on Clay, um, and they canceled each other out. Um, I think JR will be locked in defensively moving forward, and, and I think they both play well. Wow, what a series. I mean, I, I think that what you're saying is highly astute about Tristan maybe not getting the playing time, but I think that'd be a huge edge for the Warriors because Tristan, everyone wants to talk about his his propensity on the offensive glass being Rodman-esque, and he's just so big and so strong, and there's no one really out there like him on the glass. But he was finishing with both hands. He's at, he's an above 80% free-throw shooter. Uh, well, I'm not saying I you mean, don't play him. I, I, I just don't think you – Playing, man, I, I think you have to change the lineup up at times. You know what I'm saying? I think you have to give Channing Fry extended minutes to see how they play in, um, to I see how they that. match up. You know what I'm saying? To see how they match up. Because Tristan, he can definitely change the game. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, he definitely has earned his minutes. You know what I'm saying? I definitely want to see them go away because I love the way he plays the game. What I'm just saying, but strategy-wise and and game planning-wise, I, I, I just think you have to make them do something. I think you have to make them make a decision on – on who Draymond guards, and because you can put KD out there, but KD, he will struggle with LeBron because he don't wear enough. His length will bother LeBron, but he doesn't wear enough physically to to stop LeBron from getting where he wants to get to. And what do you think things will look like if Draymond ends up getting into foul trouble? Who goes to check? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what? I mean, Igudala, he obviously earned that Finals MVP, getting to guard LeBron. But you know, is he is he equipped now? He he was dealing with some injuries. I mean, yeah, he's hobbled, is Draymond you know Green the most important player, especially on the defensive end? I mean, or do you see it all? Because he's, you know, with his with his antics. I mean, he's probably at least in one or two games going to get into some foul trouble guarding LeBron. Yeah, I agree. And they have. I'm saying Iguodala has done a solid job on him in the past on LeBron in the past. But it's just one of those things. Like LeBron is like he's he's locked in right now, so it's going to be a tall task wherever you throw in front of him. You know, so he's he has his mind made up on how he's going to play. You know, he's trying to get to the basket. You know, so he has his head down. He's making plays for himself and others. So it's definitely will be a tall task if Draymond gets in foul trouble. Trust me. 
Um, Nene made a comment. I'm shifting it here. Uh, I don't know his, uh, his full name. He just goes by the name of uh, Nene. Um, he made a comment about my uh, New York Nick guy. Uh, because at, at some point during every two minutes, we, we, we have to uh, uh, make it hurt and talk about the Knicks. I'm so frustrated and disgusted with where we are and where we wound up at the end of this season. Uh, Jordan, what was the, uh, the, the, the the comment you wanted to bring up about uh, Nene? He said that Carmelo Anthony was what? Oh, yeah. he So, Nene, who, Kenyon, <laughs> you, you know him backwards and forwards and his antics, he comes out of the clear blue sky saying that LeBron – is one of the best players, uh, not LeBron, uh, Carmelo is one of the best players in the NBA, but he's too selfish. Now, how do you feel about that? Is, is, I mean, why now? What's the point? We're here. It's this playoff time, NBA celebration time. You got hurt. You're off. What's the deal? Well, why isn't he, why isn't Nene relaxing somewhere on a beach in Brazil, looking at something real nice and real proper? Why is he worrying about Carmelo Anthony? Uh, if I was in NA, I'd be somewhere in Santa, uh, you know, somewhere down there in Rio, hanging out, having a good time. I wouldn't even be thinking about Carmelo Anthony. Why is he thinking about the next man to begin with, Kenny? I have, I have no listen. I have no idea where he come from. Um, is it? Did somebody ask him a question? Was it? Was it? Or he just? You know, like I, I, I always say, like if it, if that was the case, somebody did ask him a question. I have this thing that all questions don't deserve an answer. I agree. You know, you know, so if this one is thing where he's asked a question and he answered it in that manner, then I have a problem with it. And if you just voicing your opinion and no one asked you, I still have a problem with it because it's coming mm. from you. It's coming from Nene. You right. know, uh, you know, you've like for one, no one. You and Melo are not teammates anymore. Y'all were teammates for a little while in Denver. You know, we can like people could say that Nene was selfish at the time, him not playing through injuries and stuff like that. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. not, I'm saying so. It's it, it can go both ways. I'm saying they can call him, so we can call him selfish as well, you know. But um, just one of those things, man. It's just unfortunate that people have a platform just to speak foolishness at times, man. Um, Carmelo Anthony wants to win by any. I'm saying, and the way he goes about it might come across as selfish to some people, but at the, ultimately he's trying to win. He's not out there to lose games. He's trying to win. You know, so that's what I care about. Um, learn to adjust with it uh, or or deal with it, you know what I'm saying? Um, but Nene's comments and all that, I, there's it means nothing to me at this point. Um, their team lost. You didn't finish the playoffs. You know, so just let Carmelo <laughs> Anthony be, uh, live his life on what he's about to do next for himself, and you, and you do the same. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nene, I don't know where you made your comment from. I don't know why you're not on the beach looking at something real nice, something real proper. Uh, this is the two-man weave. As you may or may not know, the two-man weave podcast is now available on iTunes. We're clawing up the charts as we speak. We're talking all things NBA Finals, all things Big Three, all things life in general. Um, Kenyon, Clay Thompson. I, I, you know, I, people freak out when, when, when one guy, you know, with this team, I think it's interchangeable, interchangeable parts. Talking about one of the uh, elite two-way players in the NBA, but offensively, he, he hasn't really been, uh, he hasn't had that explosion that we uh, got used to, especially in last year's playoffs. 
uh, the 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 Oklahoma City uh, Thunder game when he, he went nuts for like I think he scored like ninety six points or something like that. That may or may not be uh, the right number, <laughs> but he went crazy. What, what is, is there anything to worry about with him? And how do you think the Warriors can get him more involved offensively uh, for the finals? I don't think there's anything to worry about, man. I think it's just the opportunities. Those other guys yeah. had it going. They didn't. He didn't. They swept everybody. Right. <laughs> like he made shots. It wasn't like he didn't make shots. He just it wasn't at the rate that we were used to seeing him score the ball. You know, and right. those those other guys had it going. Like KD and Steph, they averaging twenty eight and thirty one. You know, um, like the opportunities are just not there. Yeah, 28 points and, 30, and, and 31 points. That, that's a lot. And, 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 you know, and I don't know, Clay, I don't know any of these guys, but my, my, my feeling about that team is, is, is they really, truly, not that Cleveland doesn't, but, but, but those guys, they're, they're, they're all so, uh, you know, known, all, all four of them, even Draymond at times. But, but KD, Steph, and Clay Thompson are, are, are known as explosive offensive players, but I also think to all three of their, their credits and Draymond, I think that these guys are, are, are solely focused on winning and a lot of times you don't see that guys have that this early in their careers because as much as Steph is a staple of the NBA um, and, and Clay is a, a staple of the NBA and of course KD is, these guys are, are you know, they're going to be around for a long time. You know, yeah, LeBron is like the oldest of the bunch, which is which is crazy. He's on the other side of it now. Yeah, he's been around for a while, LeBron, 33, 34 years old now. But, yeah, those guys have been around, man, and, and we take for uh, – and just not take for granted how good they are. You know what I'm saying? How good they have been for years. Um, um, that means KD and Steph and LeBron. Um, I think Clay is definitely holding his own down. Um, yeah, just uh, – yeah, those guys, man, they – they're great shooters, great basketball players, but yet yeah, um, some great people. Jaja Petulia, uh, obviously he, he he was talked about a lot in the San Antonio series because of the Kawhi Leonard uh, ankle stepping on incident. Uh, he, he's another person that uh, uh, you know is important to the, the the puzzle in Golden State. Sean Livingston is another one. Uh, what, what what kind of impact can those two guys have? Uh, what kind of impact are, are, will these guys ha- have on the finals, Kenyon? Uh, I, I, personally, I don't think Zaza has a, has a great effect on the finals. Um, I don't think the opportunity is going to be there for him. Uh, he might start um, with the matchup with Tristan um, a little bit, um, but I just don't think the opportunity is to be there for him because it's going to be an up-and-down game, I think. It's going to be a fast-paced game. Those guys are going to get mm. up. There's going to be a lot of points scored. And um, he doesn't fit that equation. Um, they're going to use him sparingly, spot um, here and there. But I just don't see a spot really for him in this series moving forward. And <clears> what about uh, Sean Livingston? Oh yeah, now he's been solid. Yeah, your mama. Yeah, yeah, that was a two-part question. Now Sean is going to be solid. Sean Sean Livingston is he's he's been one of their most consistent pieces. I'm saying moving forward, um, he's always there. He's always um, been held accountable. Um, he defends and he's he's going to take Darren in the post. Whoever guards him, he's going to have a height advantage. So he's going to take him in the post and do what he does. Um, he's going to be solid like I um, to like he has been for that team. <laughs> 
um, the last few seasons. Kyrie Irving, uh, uh, you know, I said I was going to bring him up earlier. Uh, you know, his his performance against Boston in those few games, I mean, he's he's ridiculous. He, he to me, at times, and, and I don't use this word uh, lightly, is unstoppable. Like like when he gets going and he's making his jump shot, uh, um, and he's able to get to the basket as consistently. Uh, and, and finish around the rim every which way but loose, left hand, right hand, reverse left hand, reverse right hand. He, like he's, he's got the whole got the whole kit when it comes to making baskets around the rim. Who do you think has the best chance of just interfering with him? Because I think he's at that, that level of, well, you don't just stop him. Like you're not going to just stop Kyrie Irving. Hopefully his jump shot isn't on. Yeah. Um, but, but you're not going to just stop him. Who 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 is the best chance of, you know, slowing him down and keeping him from going, you know, for 45 points on, on Golden State. I think you have to go big on him. I think you have to put Clay on him. Um, I think you mm. have to put some size on him. Um, Clay's a hell of a defender. He can move his feet well. Um, I think you have to go big on him. Um, you put a bigger guy on him, and um, Clay can buy this jump shot a little better than Steph can. Um, like I said, he's longer. Um, so I just think you, you know, uh, I think you go that route. You put somebody bigger on him. Um, like I said, you're not going to stop him. One thing you can do is help um, to slow him down, and and, and and like you just said, hopefully um, his jump shot is not on because if he's making jump shots and getting to the basket, it's going to be a long night. When you played, who were the other little guys? I know we talked about Iverson. Who were the other little uh, the little guys that you, as a big guy, especially an athletic guy, that were just like, God, how is this guy doing this? Like, who who were the like, Let's call them. Uh, let's let's uh, let's call them little people in the in the league that you were just like impressed with. Besides the AI finishing around the rim, like the under six foot four uh, uh, crew. Oh no, the smallest person ever um, that I played with in Denver, um, Earl Boykins. Um, for him to be out there scoring the ball the way he was at that height um, on everybody, not just certain guys, on everybody. Um, it was a liability on the defensive end at times, um, but. Well, what he lacked in height, he made up for. I'm saying with putting the pressure back on you on the other end, um, mm. and then he knew that what he couldn't just be an average player. He had to, he had to do something that stood out, and him scoring the ball at that height was it, you know. So um, I think Earl Boykin stood out the most because I was on the team with him. Earl's a problem, Kenny. Let me ask you, um, you know, since we were talking about people who are gonna have to try to interfere with Kyrie. How do you feel about Kyrie on the defensive end? Is he going to have to go one-on-one guarding Steph? Uh, will they try to hide him? Because his defense has been somewhat of a yeah, liability put, throughout his career. Yeah, definitely. I think you put him on clay. Um, <laughs> I think they guard each other. Um, wow. Yeah, I think you put him on clay. Um, and if they do try to post him, then I think Kyrie can – by this shot a little bit in that way. Um, but, yeah, I just think you have to make different um, – yeah, because putting him – him having to exert that kind of energy trying to stay in front of Steph and chase Steph around, you know, because Steph is a dominant ball handler. So I think that can wear him down a little bit. So I think if you can get him off of Steph as much as possible and putting um, putting um, JR on him and putting Shump on him and even LeBron at times, you know what I'm saying, going big on him, I think uh, – uh, on Steph um, and keeping Kyrie off of him as much as possible so Kyrie can 
that I would dominate that matchup on the other end. Wow. I mean, you played on some teams that, that were really – that could really get up and down um, and had to be, you know, not just on the offensive end but on the defensive end as well. What does that do to a team, especially, you know, in the playoffs when rotations are a little bit shorter? Um, who do you think has the advantage if, if the games really start to get track meet and if there's fouls or there's substitutions? Uh, whose bench do you have more confidence in between the two teams? Golden State has a um, – they have younger guys. Um, they have younger guys with less mileage. Um, the McCall kid, is that his name? Um, I'm not too mm-hmm. familiar. Him, um, Patrick, we have yeah. Ian, Ian Clark, um, the, those guys there. I'm saying they um, got less miles on them than to say Darren Williams or a um, Kyle Corver, you know. So maybe if it becomes that kind of game, then you have to lean towards um, Golden State. Just the two-man weave, NBA on tuning, blocking before games, after games. Uh, we're, we're about that action. Uh, Jordan, you, you, what, what is it, Jordan? You know, there's someone else who we've left out of the equation, you know, a member of the uh, the Trash Brothers from the New York Knicks team, uh, someone who actually oh. has been getting a, a lot of run. Uh, at least he did in the Boston series. I mean, he seems to have regressed a little bit as an overall player, but he's still, uh, you know, regarded as a defensive stopper. Iman Shumpert, he may end up playing a, a pivotal role in this series. Kenyon, how do you see him uh, interacting? Do you think he he maybe gets a, a bump in minutes? Do you have uh, any anything about see anything in his game that could help uh, Cleveland get a championship? Um, Shump is going to play hard. Shump is going to defend. I think Shump's playing time is predicated on if he's making shots or not. Mm. You know, if he's making shots, then, yeah, you leave him out there. But if he's not making shots, I think you get the same amount of production out of JR. And JR's shot selection right now is a lot better. You know, um, so you so you go, um, you go with that. Or or you see if Cal is making shots. So it's so if JR – so I, um, it's a three-headed monster, I think, um, with – with Iman, Jr. and Cal Corver, um, I think you go with the hot hand at times, but and then you also got to look at the fact that the Cal's at times is a liability defensively, you know. So do you try to limit Cal Corver's minutes and giving those minutes to Iman? Like it's it's going to be a chess match, you know. what I'm saying it's going to definitely be a chess match, and who makes the best moves? I uh, I I agree with you uh, about uh, Iman. Um, he also, uh, last year, I mean, I, I truly believe, you know, although he never said it, I feel like Steph was never never himself. But the Delavadova factor and, you know, the way he plays, it gets under your skin and he's bumping you around. And, you know, I remember they kept showing those little slow motion uh, when, when Steph was off the ball every time he ran through screens and, you know, was running around. You'd get a little, a little, a little hip check here and a little forearm shiver there. Um, and Iman do. was one of those. Say it again. I says, what you got to do to him? Uh, he's too good, man. Just be running around freely and making shots and playing basketball like he's out there by himself, man. No, you got to make him feel you. You got to bump him, knock him down, push him. Hey, shoot him a little shot, a little elbow and a little ribs. I'm saying, hey, do all that. Uh, he's too good. I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge proponent, Kenyon. You've never seen me in action on the court. Okay. You're missing out. You're missing out. Um, I'm a huge proponent of the forearm shiver. I perfected it in 1984 
and I continue to sharpen my tool. Uh, it, 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 it is a highly, highly uh, dangerous, but when used correctly, uh, it, the forearm shiver is, is the ultimate stopper. And, 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 you know, it doesn't have to do about strength. If you place that forearm shiver right and you get the proper leverage, some people call it leverage, the forearm <laughs> shiver is a debilitating device. Now, yeah, you get in the right year, spot. Right in the right spot. And right when everyone, you're looking this way, everybody's looking this way, and then what? You get them with the forearm shiver. That, that's what I was good at. Everybody's looking over here, they're dilling dallying over there. Everybody's uh, paying attention to the guy dribbling. You come through the lane, and then you catch him with a forearm shiver. We talked about Kyrie being unstoppable. Steph, you know, he, he, he has this looming thing about the last two finals. He didn't perform good even when they won, you know, which I don't think he cared. But last year he wasn't up to task. He, he was hurt. He wasn't making shots. He missed some, he missed some shots. Is Steph Curry, like that, that whole stigma of not being, you know, showing up in the, in the past two finals, even when they won, is that something as a player? Obviously you can't get into the mindset of Steph Curry. But is that something as a player that, 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 that you think will haunt him, that will slow him down, or does it make a difference? He only cares about winning, and, and do you think he like, feels like somewhat responsible because he didn't, he wasn't up to par last year, whether it was the injuries, what, but he was out on the court, and, and he wasn't putting up the numbers that we're used to. Do you think that's something that uh, affects somebody like Steph Curry, or is that just stuff that we talk about here on the radio and in the sports media? I think it's something that we just talk about in the sports media. Um, he's not worried about the last two finals. Uh, can't get the performances mm. back. Um, whatever, whatever he was going through, whether it was just bad play injuries, whatever the case it may be, um, missing shots, whatever it, people in the sp- sports media want to classify it as, he doesn't care. You know, he's worried about right. game one, and that's tomorrow. You know, he's worried about the next game and this series and him trying to go out and become world champs again. You know, he's not worried about anything that's happened in the previous two finals because there's nothing he can do about it. He can't get those games back. Uh, all, only thing he can do is worry about this series and try to make, um, try to improve on his finals performance. And that's the only thing I'm worried about. I'm only worried about game one of this 2017 NBA finals. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for it to finally go down. I have to craft and schedule my day to keep myself busy. I feel like it's Super Bowl Sunday. I'm pumped up. I'm ready for that action. Uh, We're waiting for the man they call Sexy Rex Chapman to call. This guy's MIA. He's pulling a Derrick Rose. I have no idea where you are. Rex, uh, I know you're out there, okay? I know you're running around Oakland. You're big-time media mogul now. You're talking to this player, talking to that player. Me and Kenny Martin are waiting for you. The fans are waiting for you. Are you there, my friend? I'm here, brother. What's going on, Mike? Okay. Kay? What, well, my first, what up, Rexy? My, my, first, my first question, Rex, is, uh, is anyone actually still referring to you as Sexy Rexy? Very simple question. Please answer it honestly and, and, and from the heart. And you're being recorded, so this, this can be used <laughs> against you in court. Yes. In fact, today I walk through the media day here at, at Oracle Arena, and I hear somebody yell it from back behind me. I turn around, Hall of Famer Gary Payton. So, yep, it does happen. Uh, I, 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 I'm kind of used to it, but every now and then, like when you point it out, I go, God, that's awful. 
<laughs> what a awful, what a awful thing to be called a fifty-year-old white man, uh, bald <laughs> and just sexy. Wreck. Are you kidding me? Come on. But yeah, hey, I got to tell you guys this. I, 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 this has been bothering me because I, I finally put a name to it, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I've seen that guy athletically somewhere before. That, that was before Russell Westbrook, and I finally put it together. It. It's Kenyon Martin. Hey, man. He's a 6'9". Wow. He's a 6'9", Russell Westbrook athletically. The, the quickest of quick twitch. Quickest of quick twitch. Run and jump all day. Defend. Do anything. You know, Russell's just a guard. That's it. But Kenyon Martin, those guys, hey. hey well, you know I appreciate the compliment, Kentucky. Rex. Hey, hey I appreciate hey, you the compliment, know how I feel. brother. You know how well, I hey. feel about you. Yeah, I've been I'm seeing your boy here all day. Yeah, yeah, man. I know been, you are. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of that man. Listen, if he don't win an NBA MVP, it's going to be a travesty. Yeah, I'm with you. you know, I'm with you. Know. you. I saw a bunch of your boys today, though. A <laughs> yeah. uh, bunch of guys told me to tell you what's up. Already. Your boy, Art, Richard Jefferson, he went what's on up? and on about you. He went on about you, your former teammate. And then our guy, J.R. Smith. Yeah, mm. Swiss. Yeah, I'm looking Junior. forward to seeing them guys, man. Hopefully he can get them another ring. Um He's locked in, hopefully defensively. Um, and he, I, I just need right. Jr. to be more aggressive offensively, man. Um, like people forget, like Jr. has all the tools, man. He just he right. doesn't use them now because he, um, the right. ball handling responsibilities are mainly now um LeBron James and um and Kyrie Irving. But Le, um Jr. has all the tools in the toolbox, man. I. I just want him to get back to where he started doing yeah. game five, game six, and game seven of last year. You know, him putting the ball right. on the floor and, and not living and dying by that three ball. Um, I think if he yeah. – um, because they, they're they going to run him off the line. And if right. he can go in there and make plays for himself, draw him, making guys commit to him, and if they don't commit to him, um, he still can finish the ball. So I would like to see that out of JR, man. Yeah, me too. You know, uh, Mike, uh, K- Mike, you coming up here? You, I you may, coming up to to the bay. I, I may, I may, I may come up there. Um, busy as 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 as, uh, as I could. I know be, you are. I want to be. Um, so I would love to come up there. I've never been to a finals game, and I would love to be up there with you guys because uh, you know then I'd be treated like the king uh, that I am. I, I, I find it a little <laughs> insulting. I, I find it a little insulting, uh, Rex, that you 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 compared Kenyon to Russell. Well, that comparison makes total sense. But yet you just skipped over like and Rappaport. You're like a you're a destitute so-and-so. man's Chris Mullins. You're a destitute okay. man, Chris Mullins. Okay, okay. Right. I'm gonna I'm I'm right? I'm take that. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take that for. You're, you're. In fact, you're. You are. You're a poor man's Brian Scalabrine. Jesus, man. Yo, how could you be a, <laughs> you be a poor man's Brian Scalabrine? Wow. How bad and low on the totem pole that is. Wow. That's like, that's like bottom of the barrel. Yes, that you is. You know I'm messing with you. Nothing but love. Hey, Jesus. I got to tell you guys, I, I, thought, I was talking to Jr. earlier, and uh, I said, Jr. you know, I'm so proud of you. You got, it, got that long-term deal, right, Kay, this past summer? But I said, I know, the, I know one thing is true, though. You probably kept your shirt off all summer and didn't pick up a basketball because you yeah. didn't want to get hurt. And yeah. he started smiling from here to I said, and then you got hurt. And then the season was just awful. I said, but now you're back to grooving. And I was talking to Dave Griffin uh, just before we came on the phone here uh, a little earlier. 
he said, you know, yeah, JR's getting back to playing. You know, he knows he had a struggle uh, most of the year. Uh, but their coaching staff is really high on him right now. And they said the main thing we got to have, they think Corver will come in, do his thing, make shots. Where they need JR, like you, you alluded to, Kay, they need him on the defensive end in this series. So he's going to be big for them. He, he'll need to be big for them to have a chance to win this series. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, him playing on the defensive end. If he's locked in defensively, him and Shump locked in defensively, um, I think they can give Steph some problems, beating him up, being aggressive yep. with him, not committing silly fouls, but making your fouls count, you know, right. making it tough on him, um, not bailing him out. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I think JR is key, man, to them um, having some success. But I'm just looking forward to this matchup. Um, it's been – it's been Me too. talked about long enough. Um, had a long enough break in between each series, and and that's almost here, man. We're 26 hours away from yeah. tip off, man. So I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. And you know, Mike, we we go way back into the 80s basketball, and I know Kenyon, you were little, <laughs> little during that time, but you grew up watching those, you know, Detroit and Lakers and Celtics and Sixers and all those guys that that Mike and I remember from our childhood. Um, this is a different era today, no question about it. Can't fight as much. You can't defend as hard. You can't hold and you can't grab and you can't fight. But for today's game, this this series, these two teams, in today's world, they don't like each other. Yeah. Right? It's mm. not like it was with us. But these for what we have, 2017 and today's NBA, I was talking to both te- players from both teams this morning coaches from both teams and you can tell hey they respect one another but I think it's going to be chippy I think mm. that um you know I, I'm and I'm really looking forward to it because you know it's going to be a tighter whistle um you know they hopefully well I hope it's not I hope they let them play a yeah, I hope they let them play no, gotta I, let them play yeah man. I do gotta right. let them play but like I think right. if yeah, it gets I, out of control then you start with the tight whistle you know, but I think right. to start off, man, you let them play. Um, let them play yeah. grown man basketball. You let them. I'm saying you call the game as you would regularly, but you let them. I'm saying you give them a little more leeway. Yeah, and you know what's great too, and I don't know if anybody's talked about it much. I think I said something about it on on the show yesterday. Um, you got LeBron, who's best player in the world, right? Um, you got Steph, who won the MVP last couple years, and you got KD. Uh, LeBron and Steph, you know, you know who LeBron's boys are, right? It's Chris Paul and Melo and yeah. and that, that and group. D Wade. Yep. Really, they're they're respectful of one another, and they answer every question respectfully. Steph and LeBron, <laughs> but you know what? Them dudes don't like each other. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, they competitors, it, man. Yes, and you've seen it in even in last year's series. You know, hey. Just like Michael could have won the MVP every year. Every time he played against somebody like Charles or or David Robinson or Clyde or somebody else who won that thing, he wanted yeah. to kill him. Yeah. And, you know, LeBron, he started big boy and Steph a little bit last year. You can tell there's really no love lost from between them. They like, you know, they. I think they treat each other respectfully as, you know, torchbearers for this league. But I don't think they really dig one another. Yeah, what do you no, guys yeah. think? Yeah, I, it's. I think um, that it's is enough to share 
But Le- yeah. LeBron still, like the last couple of years, like I think people kind of like was trying to write him off a little bit, you know. Right. So he kind of yeah. probably took some uh, a, a little animosity towards that, and and it came out in the finals. You know what I'm saying? He let it show, especially yeah. when they came back and and things like that. He let people know that like hey, I'm still a man on the block. You know what I'm saying? He can be on the block, but I'm still a man on the block. You know? Yeah. What you think, uh, Mike? I'm with you. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I don't think it's like, you know, they want to kill each other, but uh, I think that they, it's, a, it's a nice, you know, it's a light, a, a nice, warm, you know, warm to intense heat rivalry. Right. You know, I think, you know, I don't think it's like a personal thing, but I think as far as basketball, absolutely 150%. LeBron, yeah. you know, was out there talking last year to him, yep. you know, and, and Steph was, you know, talking to him. And, and like I said earlier in one of the segments, you know, it's a, it's a little ridiculous, but the storyline of the NBA playoffs last year at this time was, you know, should Steph have ever been uh, been unanimous MVP, and why didn't this one ever win unanimous MVP? And it it, it was it was crazy because yeah. he was at a high of all highs in terms of popularity, right. and then once he won that second MVP, it was like it was like backlash from everybody. It was like all of a sudden everybody hated him and resented him. Right, and I think. You know, LeBron had that, and and I, I I think it makes for great drama. I think it makes for great basketball. You know, the the the, the Larry Michael, not to compare them exactly to that, but yep. you know that was a part of the '80s and, and the early right. '90s, and you know, and 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 I think it's you know that's why you know I think it's I think it's crap really when LeBron he's asked you know about rivalries and he he debunks it and whatever that's just psychology and that's whatever he needs to wrap his head around it. But it is a rivalry. These teams have a rivalry. And they're going to go out there and compete. And they both know that they they both won one championship, whether the Draymond kick altered it last year and the injuries altered it the year before. Everybody's injury, the, everybody on all 12 guys, all the assistants, yep. all, all the, the trainers, they both want to win. And, and I think that's the thing, you know, um, all, all the talk is done, all whether the playoffs were weak and the NBA is inbound, it's all finished. And, and tomorrow night we get, we get down to, to action. And, uh, you know, as fans – uh, uh, um, you know, and, and as you guys, as, as as players, this is this is this is going to be great, man. I think it's going to be great for the league. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be every game is going to be a three course meal, no matter how it turns out, um, you know. And, and, and which brings me to holding your feet to the fire. Two questions. Oh yeah, I got two questions for Rex as well. So let's so let's get All your right. two, and then I got two for him. Okay. okay. No, no. Actually, Kenyon, you go first. No, 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 no. Mine, the mine uh, is probably going to be a, a more lengthier answer. So I'm pretty sure you asked him to, to pick game one okay. in his finals prediction. So I'll let you ask your question and I'll get to it, Mike. Okay, okay, fine. My first question, Rex, okay, and it is yep. not what you think. Who okay. will win on June 26th, the, the most fashionable player in the NBA? It's the first time this award has ever been given. Um, the the, the finalist Wait a second. No, this is a for real thing. This is thing. an award that's being given on TNT. Come on. I swear. I swear on my award. I swear on my dog's feet. He's looking right at me. They are no. giving an award. The NBA is giving an award on an NBA sanctioned show. The same night they're giving the regular season MVP, which should have been given two and a half months ago on on, yep. on TNT. They have the. The, the stone's big enough to give this award. And because we're talking about who won the MVP, who's the coach, I think it's a valid question. The, the okay. finalists are Iman Shumpert, Russell Westbrook, and Dwayne Wade. 
please give me an answer. I don't want any rhetoric. I don't want any excuses. I would like you to know who will win the first ever most fashionable player in the NBA. Those are your candidates. Please answer the question, sir. 100%. It's going to be Iman Shumpert. They're not going to give the, the, the two guys who are, may get league awards the most fashionable. It's going to be Iman okay. Shumpert. Now, Kenyon, I, I, I hey, said, I promise the you. fans. I, I promised the fans, Kenyon, and you, 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 last time I asked you, you, you gave me a look, and I, I shied away from it. I'm not in front of you this time. I will not <laughs> shy away from it. I have an answer. The candidates are Iman Shumpert, Russell Westbrook, or the veteran of the bunch, D-Wade, who, who his pride and glory outfit is a sleeveless blazer. The man had the, the, the goal. The man had the stones big enough to show up in public with a sleeveless blazer. Russell Westbrook, wow. but he's, every day is Halloween to this man. Uh, yep. But he also, but I like where, Russell, where, where, where your head's at, Rex, saying that he, you don't think he's going to win both awards. Yeah, it's the Kenny Martin, Yes. Please give me your answer, sir. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Rex and say Iman Shumpert. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay, going right. over to my side. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Shump. Good. Okay, now and I got I got I'm gonna I'm pass this over to you, Kenyon. After this, I got a uh, uh, Kenyon's prediction for Game One is that uh, Golden State will win. They're at home, uh, and, yep. and, and and you know they, they should win. I know if they don't win, that's that's gonna be the drama will be so much. It'll be so great. Who will win the first game? You're up at Oracle. You're in Oakland. Who's gonna win Game One? I'm telling you, I've talked to both of these teams, but you know, multiple guys on both teams today. It's been a great media day. Um, the Warriors have a confidence that that you you can't fake it. Um, Cleveland has come in here; they're very businesslike. I want to see them win tomorrow, and in fact, I'm going to go ahead and call Cleveland winning, playing on house money, coming in only because that's what I want. I I want this to go six, seven games, but I want us to have three days of just panic around here mm-hmm. in the Bay Area. Oh yeah, this is gonna be. It will be great. Oh, right? it'll be pandemonium so around that joint. Yes, sir. It's gonna make this week a lot oh, of fun. Oh, instead of everybody walking around on a high horse, right? yeah. Instead of everybody walking around on a high horse after yeah. game, when well, I'm with you. For yeah, that, you know for, why? Yeah, I'm Mike, with you. If they do that, game two decides the whole thing. Maybe mm. if Cleveland wins that one. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like, right? if I'm oh, – yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, but I was just looking at it at a basketball standpoint. But yeah. if you're looking at basketball it in that wise, in that basketball-wise, yeah. I'm going to say Golden State. But for all the drama and everything that could come with it, oh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you 1,000% yeah, right. on that, Rex. Now, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, guys. We, we've talked today for a bit, and we haven't brought up who might be the, the one guy who might be – we've talked about Clay and Steph and who might be the best – guard on the floor and that's Kyrie in today's game you can't guard that little dude come on I mean he's he's playing like nobody's business right now but I'm with you I asked uh um Ty Lue today I said all right Ty listen I got one question for you and this was just me and him I didn't ask it around other people I said all right two minutes into the game they come with Iggy and take Zaza out and he says Kevin Kevin's on Iggy and because that was my point, how are you going to keep Kevin on the floor uh, yeah. to guard these guys? You know, he, he really, you know, okay, he's only going to, if he's not got his jumper rolling and they can't go at him, 
offensively, and I don't know that that's their strong suit, they got to keep Kevin on the floor. Dave Griffin did say today, though, that Kevin is playing at such a different in a different mental space than he, yeah, he has you can tell. any time before. Oh, you can yeah, tell. You can tell, right? Like, yeah, he got so, an offensive rebound um, yeah. the last game they played. That's right. And instead of him looking to kick it out, he went right back over shot like a little one-legged fadeaway jumper, yep. and he made it. Sure did. And I was like, oh, yeah, the you old Kevin Love would have threw that out. Yeah, and he's bullying Ooh. guys down low that he's supposed to bully. Yeah, he kind yeah. of found his per- perfect balance of offense uh, with playing with LeBron. So Yeah, Rex, I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, yeah. I told Mike them earlier that I think that um, you play like I love what Tristan brings to the table. Yeah. He's a game changer, but I I play LeBron, Kevin Love, and Channing Fry together a lot, ooh, that, ooh, a, a lot, that. a lot. And I see how they hey. ma- I see how Golden State matches up with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, that's a that's a great idea too. I think we're going to see a lot of different lineups because, you know, I said yesterday, you know, look if. <laughs> people tend to think that, all right, Warriors may just be that much better. Well, let's, let's so. look at it this way. Cleveland got beat by the Celtics at home without Isaiah Thomas. Now, any team with LeBron James is not getting swept. I'm, I'm just here to tell you. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Barring injury, Cleveland's not getting swept. Now, it'll flip the script if they come in and win a couple games and then all of a sudden you're talking about the Warriors possibly getting yeah. swept. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I am pulling for a six or seven game series, and I like both of these teams. I'm not going to be upset if either if either win this thing. I'm just, I just want it to be a war. I got you. I got mm. you. Yo, let me ask you this, Rex. I, yeah. Do you think that LeBron says that it's not a rival because he don't want, like, um, Steph and Draymond and Katie and, and those guys to think that he's on their level. Yes, yes. Don't you? I yeah, mean, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just, that's a soul reason. The, the bas- okay, that's a soul yeah. reason. The, yes, the basketball world. We all know. Come on, you can't tell me this isn't a rival rivalry. We've been around too long, right, guys? Uh, mm-hmm. But now, yeah, uh, it is a rivalry. It's a big rivalry, and this is what we've all waited for since this time last year for these two teams and somehow they they got back here back here they fought through injuries both teams surgeries and whatnot they're back here to give us this um yeah i think it's 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 like this Kay. you know when you were playing against chris Kamen, you're not gonna just start talking noise to chris Kamen because you don't want to validate him and put him on your level right yeah yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. right and and you know lebron hey he's been here if you yeah. hadn't played in the Eastern Conference in the last decade, you hadn't been to the finals before <laughs> on LeBron's team. Yeah. So he he knows what he's doing. And the scary thing, I think, for – and I know you, you're not a LeBron guy, Mike. Um, the scary thing – and I, I get some of, of your criticism. But in today's world, he's as close – Ken, you know what it's like when Michael – when MJ walks in the building, right? Sucks yeah. all the air out of it. Anybody can come in before him. They all look to Michael. LeBron's that guy right now in this league, more so than Steph, more so than Clay, more so than KD, and he, he did it again today. He was yeah. the last guy in, and immediately when he came in, everybody goes to it. So he's mm. got some of that. He's got some of that working for him, and for sure, he, he. I don't think he wants to give this give this rivalry any sort of love because then it does it elevates the Warriors. I think in his mind, right. and that's all and then, that matters really, right? Yeah, and then another thing that uh, it's a question and a statement about 
um, the voters and the writers and whoever votes for all NBA team MVPs and defensive, all that kind of stuff. There's a few writers. I don't know who they were. They voted right. LeBron and Russell Westbrook to second team. Like they had votes for <laughs> yeah, second yeah. team All come NBA. On. Yeah, come on. Hey, can you, just, can you, you before, be before you pose the question? Before you pose the question, and, and, and I, I want to hear. I, I think that the, these writers they should be held accountable. We're not talking about anything that's real serious. We're talking about basketball things. So all the writers, like it should be public. That's just my opinion. Right. So, so then we can get well, them on ask. here and be like, well, what's your problem? But wait, let me let – me I'm sorry for interrupting Kenyon, yeah, but no, I, I just really feel strongly about that. Well, what's your question with that, Kenyon? No, so do you – no, so what you think moving forward with like, like, like situations like this? Yeah. Like it's – like, I think – I think for one, you should lose your credentials. For one, if you like, <laughs> okay. like I, I yeah. honestly think you should lose your credentials, man. Like you shouldn't be allowed to vote or, and it's just come like, like really, man. Right. right. And do you think you. The, and then who do you think point. should be able to vote? Yeah, this is a great question. I I remember when I first came in the league, mid eighties, not late eighties, eighty uh, eight, and uh, uh, I remember, you know, I didn't know anything. First basketball, first NBA game, guys. That I came to guys, I played in. <laughs> yeah, uh, we didn't have that in Kentucky. We didn't have pro sports and basketball and all that. And I remember coming in, and sometime during my rookie year, them telling me, you know, well, uh, you know, all league teams and 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 all that stuff, it's voted on by the writers. And and I remember going, like, that's not true. And and I remember going, what? Well, why? What would that? No, it should be, in my opinion, it should be the players and the coaches that vote on those things. You know, MVP and first team all, second team, third team, all league and all that stuff. Why in the world would the, the writers who only watch, most of them only watch their beat, their team all season long. They see everything else on television. They see their team play, you know, maybe 41, maybe 82 games a year. But they don't see everybody in person like all the coaches and the players do. Yeah. So that's my take on it. Now, I'm in the media now. Um, I'm sure there are guys that have other arguments, and they may be very well founded. I don't know that I can be talked off of my stance on that, though. It's never made any sense to me. Yeah, yeah let me, let I me agree with this, you. Let me throw this at you based on what you just said, um, Rex, because in, in, yep. I imagine that the these two bozos, that didn't vote LeBron and Russell Westbrook as first team. Like I, I, from what I heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I was talking mm-hmm. to somebody. I talk to so many people all the time. Everybody wants right. uh, five to ten seconds with me. That's just the way it is for me. Yeah, of course, and that's popular yeah. in the world. But you are. I was talking to somebody, and I believe that they said that the reporter who didn't uh, uh, vote uh, uh, Russell Westbrook in is an OKC guy who they've had a fractured relationship. Russell yeah. doesn't give him time. Yada yada yada. So that's the kind of politics. But if you let the players do it, you know, let's yeah. say, so, you know, then you're going to still get that same kind of politics where, you know, like, let's say yeah. last year. No, you're right. You know, so it, but but, but I, I think that, you know, so I don't think there's ever going to be a, a, a right solution, but I do think um, the players and the coaches should have a say on whether it's the MVP or, or, or the, the all this, all that team. And, and I feel what about- like the reporter. No, and I do feel strongly that I think the reporters should be should be held accountable. Again, we're not talking about voting right. in a president of a small uh, corrupt country. We're talking about so I just think it adds good fodder and it's more things to talk about. What, were you what about 
What about if you were a, um, I mean, what about this? Former first, second, third team, all living first, second, third team players, former MVPs, maybe even expand that to all-stars. But I would say probably not. Yeah, just like the Heisman. Just like the Heisman. Yes, yes. All those guys who got no dog in the fight, who Mm. watch the game, who know the game, and they were – they know what all league looks like. They know what MVP looks like. Um, I don't see those guys getting together and colluding to keep, you know, such and such off of the, you know. So if you've got a hundred of those guys, yeah, I think former MVPs. Yeah, yeah, I think former yeah. MVPs. That yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, Rex. Right, former MVPs, cool. but we former only have MVPs. a handful of them. Kate. you yeah. got to remember, you know, we we don't have a ton of former MVPs living. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, Michael took it for a while, you know, and, and guys getting on up in age. So we got what's called a dozen. Um, we need more than that. Yeah, true. And look, you know, them first, <laughs> I'll make it if you were all NBA first team or all NBA first and second, whatever it is, you could come up with 100 guys, yeah. former guys that know the game, you know, you, you trust them. I just think it, it becomes a popularity contest. Yeah, it, it just does. And, you know, the guy who, oh, he jumped out and he had nine 30-point games in the first 14 games, he's making his stamp for MVP. Well, you know yeah. what? If he keeps on playing, he plays on a decent team who's going to win a bunch of games or win 50 games, that dude is probably going to put up numbers. Yes. And we just have an infatuation of falling in love with those first couple guys who really come out hot. Yep. And then, you know, that's all it takes because yeah, let's, let's cut the cut the bull. LeBron James is the best player. Yeah, and he I'll, can win MVP every year. Like, if you want to take year, that thing so, wherever he is every yeah. year. Right. So, and, and I know it's not best player, it's most valuable. Well, <laughs> come on. How's he yeah, not most valuable, too? Every, take him yeah. off that team. Where are they? Yeah, with those numbers year in, year out. Yeah. I know, and Mike, I know you don't want to give him any love. I know. That's no, right. no, 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 Rex. As, as much as I like to break his chops, there's, I'm not with you 100%. He's the best player. He could have easily, he could, he should easily be the MVP this year um, and every other year. I never discredit you know why, player. It, you know why we don't, you know why we don't, uh, why we don't want to give it up to him. It's because, what here's, the, here's what it is, in my opinion. Uh, he, we don't look at him, and, he, and, I, I, and I would argue that he's not. We don't look at him as having that same mental makeup of being that killer every single night like Michael, like yeah. Larry, mentality, like, them, man. like those killers. And so that's why we're, we're older. We remember guys who we grew up watching and all that. We're older, and look, we're, we're going to be biased based on our education of this game. Yeah. You know, you can't fault anybody 30 and under uh, for thinking LeBron James is the greatest thing they've ever seen. Because yeah. it really is, right? Yeah, and I told him earlier, Rex, yeah, I'm saying to piggyback on what you were saying, like since LeBron is coming to the league, the talent level has diminished significantly, mm. yeah. significantly over the years I agree. to the people that he's playing against now. Yeah, I agree. Then, you, I agree. You guys, we got four minutes to go, so I'm going I'm to step in. I'm going to step All in. Right. I'm going to throw this at both of you guys. I can't remember the reporter's name, but and I want to hear your, thing, your, your thoughts on this, if you could just get it out quickly in, in general. The reporter yep. said that he felt like when LeBron leaves the NBA, because of the, 
because of the ring chasing. Let's just cut to it, the ring chasing with the going to Miami, going back to Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, the KD, the Golden State, that he essentially will have left the league in worse shape than he was when he got there. What are your thoughts on that? And if I have to jump in, it's just because we're going to have to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, uh, so can you go first on that? I don't think it's LeBron's fault. Simple answer. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm I'm with you, and and here's why. Now, is he going to leave it in better basketball shape? Well, I don't think that's – no, I don't think he's going to leave it in better basketball shape than it was when he came in from a, just a basketball, knowing how to play and all that kind of standpoint. The mm-hmm. game has changed, though, you yeah. know. The, the game really has changed, and he's a, he's a freak of nature, but as I'm standing here right outside Oracle Arena, you can't argue – with the fact that in this game, you know, Kenyon, you were a max guy at one point. Um, there are max guys, and you were one of them. But, you know, you weren't Michael, and you yeah. weren't LeBron. And all yeah. I know is due to LeBron James and his effect and KD and all these dynasties, I'm looking up here at Oracle Arena, and I kid you not, right now, on, a, on one of the walls outside the arena is JaVale McGee. <laughs> JaVale McGee is on front of Oracle. Now you tell me if you if you can do that during the course of your career, get this keep this league in a place where they can have Zaza Pachulia and JaVale McGee on the outside of a building, LeBron's done all right. Yeah. Definitely. Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in because because we gotta wrap it up. I wanna tell you, I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate listening to you guys go back and forth. I love it. As a fan uh, of, of the NBA and a fan of basketball in general, hearing you guys flow like that, it was it was it was a privilege to to to, to listen to you guys and be in the front seat. Um, this is the NBA on Thanks, It's the two man weave. We got thirty seconds to go. Um, we've made our predictions for Game One. The NBA on tour will be rocking all throughout the finals. We're going to be talking before games, after games, and if you're lucky. Maybe during games, I want to thank the man they call Sexy, Rexy Chapman. God still only knows why. And my main man, Kmart. See you tomorrow, Rex. I'll be there bright and early, brother. I'll see you guys. Love you. Be good. You know, Mike, we're fans of yours, too. Thank you for listening to the Two Man Weave Podcast with your hosts, Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Listen to the show live weekdays from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern.